Welcome to the About That Wallet podcast show. This is Trading Thursdays, and today I do apologize that I'm recording a little later than I normally do because it was a lot happening today, uh, including um, AT&T, who owns Warner Brother, is actually pulling all of their uh, stocks, not really stocks, but pulling all their movies um, directly to HBO. Uh, Then you also have with um, Congress actually signing a piece of paper saying that all Chinese companies will be delisted from the New York Stock Exchange if they do not comply with regulations, but they have three years. So if you invested in NEO, if you invested in like Li Motors or Li Motors, I think you call it Li Motors. Um, But either way, you got to look at it that you know, Chinese companies are not looking too good in the coming future if they do not comply. So the stocks will be going down uh, sharply as people are not aware of what's happening. So I would honestly suggest to maybe wait until maybe next Thursday uh, to start investing into Chinese companies again uh, as people get educated on how they can, um, with what's really going on with Chinese stocks. Now let's keep going on to Tesla. Tesla's been doing awesome today, um, looking at my sheet. Now keep in mind that I am heavily focused on like EV or electric vehicle transportation uh, type of stocks. So, you know, I'm focused on those. I understand how they work and operate. So when it comes to other industries like pharma, um, I'm not too familiar with that and how they operate because in the past, pharma has always been low for me. And then it takes forever to for something like this to happen in order for everything pharma related starts to increase. Now, with the American Airline, I have to say that American Airline has really jumped today because I'll say all last week, maybe the week before, it was sitting around like $12. And today is up to like $16. So I'll say keep an eye out on that. The main reason why this jumped, um, at least from what I heard uh, recently today, was that Boeing actually just started allowing people to ride its planes in the U.S. So I think it's going through some changes right now in the airline industry. And also they are trading higher because of the optimism of the vaccine that's being pushed. Now, speaking of the vaccine, you also have Pfizer that um, I think in the the UK, they rushed themselves. So they trying to say, well, you know, everybody else is doing it. We are looking good too. So yeah, put more money for us. And a lot of people are. However, they rushed that third session. So how good are they with this vaccine? Um, So that's something to look into. Uh, So just be mindful of that coming forward. So you might see their shares start to drop a little bit more. Um, One company that I've been following for some time now is Workhorse. And their ticker is WKHS. And with Workhorse, I'm following them because they are a, it's almost like all the delivery trucks. And that's what they focus on is creating delivery trucks to make them 
electric. So because it is a small, um, as you can say, a small market, they have pretty much a good niche there. However, Ford is also looking into it and also some other companies. Now, Workhorse got into the news because they were actually trying to uh, get in contact with the USPS or the United States Postal Service and create all of their trucks to be electric. However, I think that going forward, some other companies, maybe even Amazon, will consider using Workhorse to make all their trucks electric. So I would say keep an eye out on them as popularity. And also with the regulations of the weed industry, or some people call it the cannabis, the cannabis industry, uh, there is a company called uh, Sundow. Yeah, Sundow Growers. And I was invested in them about two weeks ago. Um, they just came up under Weeble. If you guys have Weeble, for those of you who don't, I'll put Weeble in the show notes. So you can actually, when you divide, when you deposit $100, you actually get two free stocks. So by all means, sign up for Weeble, use my referral code, get two free stocks. Can't beat that. However, um, but going forward with Sundial, they have skyrocketed since last week. I say almost doubled. I think I made about 80% of my funds since last about two weeks ago. And I have to say I'm not pleased with them uh, right now because they did start at the drop and they haven't changed anything since the 1st of December. But I'm going to give it some time. Um, I'm thinking that we were waiting for lawmakers to continue on, even though this particular company is showing up as deficient. All right. So enough about stocks. Um, let's see. Well, the main stocks, I'll at least give you this, the main, the top stocks that are moving for today. Uh, let's see. Some good ones. I mean, we have, I mean, you always have the, the airline industry doing well. Um, we also have pharma just doing well. But one of these companies called Canane uh, or C-A-N, so this one of the companies, they look like they've been declining, but slowly on a the rise. They had a huge dip early this morning, but they're going to regain that. So it dropped down to about 350, going up to about 380 today. Um, I do foresee this particular company shooting back up to around the $5 range, but I think it will take at least about two weeks because at least people are showing a lot of volume with this particular company, but I'm thinking it's going to start trickling down uh, in a coming week. So give it about two weeks before you start looking into that one. Um, everybody knows uh, MGM, uh, even though they land people off, but they are also doing well because people want to gamble again. Um, and you have the company uh, Penn, P-E-N-N. That is another good company to try to look into. I've been invested with them earlier on during this uh, pandemic. And I'll say so far I have, uh, I think it's like 300% increase since then. So 
Uh, a lot of people are actually staying home for the holidays, but they also betting. And also with betting, you also have to look into sports. So as a sports, uh, people are starting to be a little healthier with these vaccines. Hopefully the vaccines will come through. Then we can start seeing betting going up, air travel start to go up, and also the um, hospitality market can start to go up. So pretty much all this to say is that you have to be patient. All right, now we're done with the stocks. Now on to more something that's specific. Now I had a lot of people on my show that are either in the military or were in the military or work in the government and or were teachers at some point. So I wanna talk about the TSP today. All right, now I'm gonna start talking about the uh, TSP. So the TSP is a thrift savings plan. It's a retirement savings and investment plan for federal employees and members of the uniformed services, including ReadyServe. I guess if you wanna look at it, you can think of it all of the people that are in the public sector. Uh, most of the private sector uh, can relate to the TSP as something as the 401k. Uh, some people can look at it as a traditional IRA as well. Now, with the TSP is composite of, I'll say, one, two, three, five, six. I'll say about five main uh, funds, and I will call them more so like, I want to say like mutual funds, or yeah, more like mutual funds, where they only trade it like once a day. And because they are traded at once a day, uh, you can, as a employee, other federal services or other public sector, shall I say, you actually have these uh, retirement avenues that are really good at, um, I guess you could say, hiding your money. And this is a great way to, you know, plan for your future and also not pay taxes. And it would also help you lower your taxable income. So say, for example, if you make $50,000 in a year and you contribute the max say 19,000, I think it's what, 600 for the year 2000. So the taxable income will be about $30,400. Now, can many people live off of 30,000? Yes, um, a lot of Americans do actually. Um, a lot of people have to right now because of the job loss. But um, seeing as though if you're living way below your means and that you can really afford to max out your TSP, that is awesome. Uh, now, the TSP also have a Roth option. Uh, so there's a traditional TSP, which is everything uh, is tax deferred, which means that as soon as you get paid, the money goes directly into your TSP account. And the remaining is left for you to play with. Now, if you do the Roth option, you'll get taxed first, then the money will actually go to your, your Roth TSP. Now, in your Roth account, 
your Roth max is $6,000 for this year. And I believe it's also the same for the coming year because they did not change it. Now, keep this in mind that this is something that is easily changed throughout the year. So say if you get to 6,000 and you go over, well, by you going over that amount, um, I'm not even sure what the penalties are for actually going over. That should be interesting. I'll do some more research on that to see what happens if you do go over. But I believe if anything, you're just kind of forfeiting those tax deferred options and you're just getting taxed all the way through anyway. But I'll have to double check that. But anyway, once you hit your 6,000, then start doing... Now, this is a strategy that some people use. Some people do the opposite way, which is max out their uh, traditional 401k or the traditional TSP option. And then uh, anything over that 19,600, they'll start contributing to the Roth. Now, the difference between the Roth and the course of the, tra- the traditional is that the Roth, you can actually start pulling out the money that you've already invested already and let the rest of the money to continue to grow. The reason why the Roth is very popular, especially right now, is because of the taxes that are being withheld uh, currently that a lot of people are not paying. Uh, Main reason is because everybody is pulling out of the market and actually trying to survive right now because they don't have a job. Now, with that being said, um, some of those people who are already uh, invested in their Roth can technically start pulling out their money without any uh, penalties because they already paid their taxes for that to go in. And this is one of the reasons why a lot of uh, investors will tell you to invest in your Roth right now, especially Dave Ramsey mentioned it heavily when uh, the private, I mean, when the public sector started having the Roth TSP. Main reason is because the government will also match up to 5%. So having that match of 5%, which is actually free money, um, it's almost like a win-win situation. So you're getting your money tax deferred, plus you get an additional 5% added to this. So when it comes to the time where you actually need this money or you're ready to retire, say you retire early, um, early in the sense of your age. I mean, ultimately retirement is just a money, it's a money number. So keep that in mind. Um, You have to know you can actually calculate your own retirement number. Uh, you just need to know what is your current expenses and multiply that by 10. And because most retirement, you only retire really for 10 years, um, it, depending on how long you live. But average is about 10 years for retirement. So if you can just sit down with your budget and all of your expenses, you can actually calculate and figure out when you can retire. Now, most of the time you have to be debt-free to start retiring, but hopefully by the time you're at retirement age, which is about 62, 63, you should have your house paid off, all your expenses very low, so you can start living off of your Roth uh, 
funds that you invested in when you were younger. And hopefully you don't have any major medical expenses. So take care of yourself now and start stretching, do some squats. You know, if you're stuck in traffic right now, move your arms around. If you're driving, just wait till you get home, start doing some lunges or something like that. Just kind of keep your body moving and stretch a lot because you do not want to get old and then you can't move and you wonder what happened. Um, especially when you retire, you want to at least still be able to see the world and do all the things that you really want to do. So take care of your health. (laughs) All right. So let's move on to what is actually in the TSP and why is it awesome for government employees? Or I would just say the public sector employees also, I believe teachers get this as well. I'm going to double check that. Um, well, if you are teachers, if you're listening, can you please uh, leave some notes in the show notes or leave me a comment? Um, I am on Facebook at About That Wallet. I think I have it on there, About That Wallet Podcast. So it's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash About That Wallet Podcast. And just leave me a comment so I can know if the TSP is something that you guys have access to. I know you guys have uh, some other avenue. All right, so we have the first one up is the G Fund, which is the Government Securities Investment Fund. I'm actually getting all this from the TSP.gov site, so uh, you can also go there and get the same information. But um, for those of you who are not aware of it, uh, the G Fund is is invested in short-term U.S. Treasury securities, uh, specific. The G Fund is invested in short-term U.S. Treasury securities, specially issued to the TSP. Um, now, keep in mind that the G Fund is very slow-moving. It's really good for people who already retired, just kind of save your money, and they have very, very little uh year to date interest. I mean, just this year alone it's already at 0.89% on average return. Um 10 years ago, you know, like 10 years span is up about 2.23%. Um now the whole objective of the G fund is to produce a rate of return that is higher than the inflation while avoiding exposure to credit or default risk in market price inflations. So that means that the market is going up, the G funds is still trucking along. If the uh, stock market goes down, the, the G fund is still trucking along. It's, I would say it's like so slow moving. It's like watching uh, a turtle, I would say with, I don't know, a snail on it. Just slowing it down. That's how slow it is. Um, so if you're in the G fund, um, I would say if you're close to retirement, this is a good way um, to kind of keep your funds as you get them ready to move on and, you know, retire. So the next one is the F fund. The F fund uh, investment objective is to match the performance of the Bloomsburg Barclays U.S. 
aggregated bond index, a bond index representing the U.S. bond market. So usually the bond market, the bond market does not move unless interest rates are changed. So if the interest rates are low, the bond market is actually doing not that well. <laughs> but if the interest rates are high, everybody's switching over to bonds. So that's how you can look at it that way. The next one is the C fund. I actually like the C fund. It's pretty cool. So the C fund is its whole objective is to match the performance of the Standard and Poor's 500. Most people know it as the S&P 500 index, a broad market index made up of 500 large to medium sized U.S. companies. Now, by law, the C fund must be invested in a portfolio designed to replicate the performance of the index of stock markets in the U.S., of the U.S. stock markets. This one I like mainly because it's for those people who are risky. This one I will call this the risky fund uh, because, as I just read, it follows the stock market hand in hand. Uh, so if I would say in the past 10 years, it's been an increase of 13.59%. That's its performance versus, um, it, I mean, versus the G fund, which was, as I read earlier, which was just at 2.23%. I mean, this, this is a huge jump. If you're not planning to retire at all and you're brand new to the government, I would say just keep it in the C fund and just monitor it. Just kind of dump all everything in there and just keep things low. Now, uh, even just one year in the C fund, it went up to 31.45%. Now, we all know that this year has been crappy. However, as I just read to you, that the 10-year span is still looking really good at 13% return. And just in one year alone from last year, it's 31%. Like, you can't make this money. Like, this is free money that's being made for you while you sleep, while you're working every day. This money is actually doing some stuff for you. Now, let's move on to the S fund. This is S as in Sierra. Now, the S fund, uh, let's see, the investments, the whole objective of this is to match the performance of the Dow Jones. Now, for some of you who are watching the Dow Jones and the S&P, and then they always talk about the NASDAQ, uh, different commodities that are out there. This one is a broad market index made up of stocks of small to medium U.S. companies not included in the S&P 500. So pretty much it's the middle cap or the small, I'll call it more so the small business uh, companies that are actually being traded right now. Now their return is 27.97% in just one year. And that is right behind the C fund, which was at 31.45%. So with the S fund, um, you know, it's pretty cool if you like the Dow Jones and stuff like that. So you always have a, a nice little mix of things that are out there. 
Um, so let's go on and move on to the I fund. Now the I fund is its whole objective is to match the performance of the MSCI EAFE, which stands for the Europe, Australia, Australasia, and Far East Index. And with that, it's pretty much all international. I always call IS international. It's a short way of doing it. As I is international, S is small business. C, I look at that as the S&P 500. That's kind of just what I look at C as. F is just for uh, like fixed income. And of course, G, I think a G is like grandparents. So they move so slow. It's ready for retirement. Um, and that's pretty much it for, you know, the the TSP. And now I want to start talking about, they also have life cycle funds. Now the life cycle funds are very similar, but it's really a composite of the L, F, C, S, and I funds. Now with the life cycle ones, it just depends on when you're ready to retire. Now the life cycle ones, what they do is take the different ones and actually split it out to different percentages. So let's take, for example, they have the L2025. Now these actually happen out into five year increments. So the L2025 composite of the G fund F, C, S, and I is 44% G fund, 6% F fund, 25% C fund, 6.65 S fund, and 17.10% I fund. Now, one of my favorites, and I'm gonna keep moving every, like every five years, I'll be moving over to the L fund just for safekeeping. And always had fun with this. Now, the reason why I like to go all the way out for the L fund, because I'm not retiring anytime soon. Now, this is where I put like the safe money. Now, there is the zero point with the L2065 makeup. It is currently right now at 0.35% G, 0.65% F for the F fund, 48.77% for the C fund, 15.58% for the S fund, and 34%, I mean 34.65% for the I fund. Now, this is amazing because if you're somebody that don't know what to do with the TSP, and you're just not sure what to, obviously you're not sure what to do, you're confused about it all, and you know what, you just don't care about it, you just want to keep it in one place, throw it into a life cycle fund. You're already investing into pretty much the total stock market uh, in these life cycle funds. Now, depending on who you talk to, some people say just dump it all in the sea. Uh, some people will say... Um, put a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, some people, I mean, really enjoy like what to do 
um, in different areas. I believe Dave Ramsey uh, has his own distribution. What do you put in here? Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm trying to find Dave Ramsey's uh, distribution because he always does something weird. Uh, let's see. Five percent match. All right. So Dave Ramsey's uh, method right now is to put forty percent in the C plan, forty percent in the S plan, and twenty percent in the I plan. That's his take, usually, um, on it. I mean, it's a good mix because with the forty and forty split, that means that you're getting the S and P five hundred and everything else that's after it uh, in the S fund. And then also the I fund, which is the international fund, you're getting 20%. So, and he also said, do not put anything in the F or the G fund. They have horrible returns. Now, these are from Dave Ramsey itself. So, um, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, uh, which makes sense that you want at least 100% of your money moving. And from what I just read to you, with the percentages and the gains that you receive, it works out that way. And for me, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, one of the reasons why I like the L2065 is actually doing the, the, the exact same thing. However, they putting a little bit more percentages, they are putting some money inside the F and G fund. So, I mean, looking at from what Dave is saying, Dave is pretty much saying, make your own L fund and just have fun with it, let it ride, and do its thing. You'll Honestly, you you can't beat it uh, right now, which is just having the whole, you have everything, the whole total stock market uh, with the C, the S, and the I. All right, folks, that's the end of the TSP rant and walkthrough. If anything, please continue to follow the show. And I will make sure to have some awesome material coming in the future uh, about some more stocks. The stock market is crazy right now, so please, please um, stay vigilant. It seems like every time, the first of the month or the first week of the month, it's always a great time to trade. The market always, for some reason, every time I record this on the first Thursday of the month, the stock market has been going down. So keep in mind, keep it going. All right, folks, remember, you are about that wallet. Well, that concludes this episode of About That Wallet. I hope this topic was helpful. If you want to get the latest episodes, please subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Remember, it is your duty to know about that wallet. Take care. Be safe. I'm out. Peace. Peace.